1: I guess your TV must be broken. Ha <laughs> just kidding. Actually, I'm not kidding. You're bored. This weekend, I am going to be in
2: Jacksonville, Florida and Tampa, Florida and Atlanta, Georgia with Dan Cook closing out the uh, Tell It Like It Is tour. This is the second to last weekend. So if you haven't seen the show and you live in Florida or Atlanta, come to the Florida Theater in Jacksonville on Thursday, the 7th. Uh, Friday at the McAfee Theater in Tampa, Florida. Uh, been to Tampa once. Did some late night karaoke uh, with Scott Vaughan from my old high school. And I think he still lives there. Tampa's the type of place where you reconnect with people that you never thought you'd see again. And Scott Vogan used to tackle people in the fifth grade playing basketball, not football. Shout out to Scott. And the Tabernacle on Saturday, um, November 9th in Atlanta, Georgia. All those tickets at DaneCook.com. Brad Williams this weekend will be at the Laugh Camp Comedy Club, new comedy club in St. Paul, Minnesota, uh, Friday, Saturday. Go see Brad, St. Paul, Minnesota, Laugh Camp Comedy Club. Tickets at BradWilliamsComedy.com. Today's episode is a returning guest, a favorite of the podcast. You know him, you love him. It's Steve Byrne. Steve Byrne, co-creator and star of Sullivan & Son on TBS. Um, Countless Tonight Show appearances, Conan appearances, He's got two films that he comes on to talk about. One, uh, the opening act with Cedric the Entertainer, Jimmy O Yang, Winnie Cummings, Tom Segura, uh, about the uh, journey of an opening act comedian, and um, we get into the uh, the nitty gritty of making a movie, casting your friends, and uh, just truly chronicling uh, the story um, of uh, of, a, of an opening comedian that nobody. Uh, I, I think has really done and has gotten to uh see the ins and outs of. So Steve talks about that and his amazing documentary about uh the amazing Jonathan, who, um, if you're not familiar, an amazing magician comedian and uh the documentary is called Always Amazing, the true story of the life and death of uh of uh of Jonathan, this incredible, amazing comedian and unfortunately is in the, you know, final uh Final stages of of life because he's got uh, you know pretty awful disease and uh, man this documentary I remember when Steve was first putting it together because I was like holy shit I can't believe I uh, you know didn't know about what Jonathan was going through and he's like yeah dude I'm gonna do this documentary and and he has all this amazing footage and this guy people need to know about you know how uh, how influential he's been in the in the comedy world and on so many people uh, globally it's Fucking phenomenal. And it's available on YouTube for free. So that's the best part. Just type in always amazing, um, uh, the amazing Jonathan on YouTube and uh, and watch truly one of the best documentaries. And I love documentaries that I've ever seen. Steve Crushed It. Um, enjoy that. Follow Steve on Twitter and Instagram at Steve Burn Live. Follow me at Adam Ray Comedy, Brad at Funny Brad at ALN Podcast. Email us at About Last Night at gmail.com. Uh, where you got the pod, how you got into it, your favorite apps. And I will be sending Adam Ray merch to you for the rest of the year it's an adam ray giveaway baby just in time for the holidays speaking of the holidays my comedy music album songs for the people is finally going to be available for pre-order november 29th uh so just go to adamraycomedy.com on november 29th and pre-order that shit gonna be debuting um a lot of original songs and uh previewing some of them on uh some eps coming up um which we've got so many great ones brent morin dana carvey uh, so make sure you're subscribed on iTunes Spotify, wherever you get the pod, comment and rate on the iTunes page uh, aboutlastnightpodcast.com for all your ALN merch, shopadamray.com for Adam Ray merch, bradwilliamscomedy.com for all Brad shit, and of course the About Last Night Cruise the Brad and Adam Spooktacular 2020 uh, is happening, the cruise, next Halloween, it's a, it's a year out but fucking plan your shit, get your sitters get your uh, get your pot and get uh, get your bathing suit ready we're going to take off from Long Beach, go to Mexico for three days. The goddamn Comedy jam's coming. Special guests. It's going to be a blast. Get your tickets at AdamRayComedy.com or TravelByParker.com. Uh, and, and come join us on the cruise. Um, shit. I think that's it. Yeah? All right. Brad's leaving soon. That's a bummer. So get into these uh, last few eps, you know? But there are big changes coming. Uh, a football comedy show with Mark Sanchez for Showtime that I will be doing. And uh, the ALN podcast is uh, going to make some some pretty sweet big changes that I will be announcing uh, towards the end of the year. But before that, before that, eat your last few pieces of Halloween candy because we have the tour dates, Twitter handles, and merch info out of the way so that you can enjoy a brand new episode of the About Last Night podcast with the one and only Steve Byrne. You like the sound of your own voice no (laughs) (laughs) you Uh, I don't mind it but I don't um, like listening to sets and hearing myself yeah like I guess no because that's (laughs) yeah even like when I I think there'd be something
0: wrong with you if you're like I I religiously record my sets every night and then when I listen to them. God damn! Is it amazing? <laughs> like, oh my! Oh yeah. For foreplay, I can't even get hard unless I hear myself talk yeah.
2: to a woman. Um, yeah. There's certain. Uh, I mean, there's certain voices I wish I had. I just saw the um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and I was like, man, Brad Pitt has a cool set of pipes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, well, he just has a cool set of anything. I would, if, if Whoa. If he, hey. Are you sure you're married? I mean, <laughs> he is does. It, Brad
0: Pitt is. Is it cheating? No. I think you have to. Is it cheating if you both
2: have the same name? Brad Williams, Brad Pitt. I don't think it's cheating. That sounds like it's going to be your opening line to him if you ever meet him, and you're like, <laughs> I think we're supposed yeah. to be friends. Well, he's friends with Jim Jeffries, and I'm friends with Jim Jeffries, so I think I may be able to meet him at some oh, point. That's right. Is there a celebrity that you found out was a fan of your comedy that really got you, uh, got you excited? No, I mean Vince is pretty good,
1: <laughs> right? Yeah, but he wasn't like a he was like a fan of my comedy. He was never like, oh my god, I saw it. like I've never he
2: just never seen an Asian guy before. Yeah, yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, that's right.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was fired up for that. He's it's just like, well, well this uh, is new. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I it's no, just, it's always normal. Like like back in there. the, I remember when I first saw, my first taste of Steve Byrne was uh, on MySpace Ooh, during the um oh boy. Sierra Mist, give it up for the mist, give it up for the mist contest. What was it? The <laughs> the, the, the Steve uh, Burn
1: stand put, up or sit down? Yeah, there it is. Put the mist in, in your well. face. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, <it> was, <laughs> no, that's a different contest, but Steve <laughs> also won that. <laughs> yeah. That's good, though. Stand sit down. Hug that mic a little past, bit more, yeah.
2: pull, pull it up a little bit more in your face. Oh, sorry. Mic, Are we going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going. Oh, yeah. I thought we
1: were just fucking around until, yeah, I I don't dude. don't know. I know. That's oh, how we shit, do it. I didn't yeah. know we're on. Yeah, okay, sorry. Why, yeah. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's up,
2: professional <laughs> broadcaster? Hey, There's your real yeah. boy. Hey, hey, good to see you, man. Great to be here. Dude, so MySpace, man. It's the first time I saw you, dude. Remember that? No, but that was crazy because people forget. First of all, about MySpace, let alone the fact that it was a juggernaut for exposure for comedy. Like they had the featured comedians when this contest started. I think it was its first attempt at like, you know, incorporating uh, incorporating up Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how did
1: that happen? I I don't know. All I know is that they did this, and I I can't even remember if you could post like videos or I, I don't know what I, I I don't remember that much about MySpace to yeah. mm-hmm. I remember my top eight sure
0: and and then, and, and, then, and then having to have those conversations with friends like yeah uh, it's more of a business top eight yeah <laughs> like yeah. Uh, oh, well,
2: I used to have a joke where I go when MySpace expanded to top 40 I go you truly know if you're dead to someone or not, if you don't even make it in their top 40. But, like, I would have friends that were just like, dude, it's. I you, you understand, man, Obama. Like, if I do run into him and he, and I tell him he's not in my top 40, you know? Because it was at the point where you could put, like... Yeah, anybody, yeah. Because even people that... Obama didn't run his MySpace page, obviously. Sure. But but he had one. And so, and you were like, well, yeah, I gotta... Because it was also showing people, like, this is what I this is would what I'm want in my too. top 40 to look like, you know? Yeah,
0: it's like, so, yeah, and then... It, yeah, you'd always get an idea of who who the person was by like, okay, they've got Tila Tequila, Forbidden, yeah, and tequila. Uh, three other porn stars. She and was then, huge.
2: She was huge.
1: Right? Yeah. That was like...
2: Pew.
0: I mean, yeah, but you know, she's...
2: No, that's, that's pretty much going to end for her. But I mean, because also you can't... A, a career... Like her career happened because of what?
0: Uh, she was everybody's friend. I mean, now, I mean, we, we say it's done, but now it's sort of happening again with all the Instagram (laughs) quote unquote influencers and models that don't do anything except, like, well, here's my tits in the morning. Taco Tuesday and tits. Taco Tuesday, (laughs) 10 day. Yeah. Here's my, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Although, like, I don't know. Well, like, we're, like, we're all
1: agonizing over posts, like, is this funny?
2: (laughs) I know. Yeah. I I don't know how I feel about that.
1: It's weird because, like, I go through ebbs and flows. You're great at it. There's somebody like, uh, like Joe List is really funny. I, I yeah. follow Joe List. He's great. Are oh, you talking York. about Twitter? Yeah,
0: on Twitter. Yeah. Like Roy Woods, great at it. Oh yeah. Roy <laughs> Wood. Roy Wood just posted a video on Instagram where oh, Buffalo getting in where there. He uh, his son brought it uh, like a or uh, maybe not his son. I don't even know if, know if he has kids. Yeah. But uh, a small child brought him a toy that was broken. It was a car. Yeah. And he fixed it and then gave him a bill for the parts and labor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like
0: an actual bill and was like all right you you now owe me twelve hundred dollars because yeah. I, because I repaired the fake light on your ambulance it's so funny <laughs> and he just does stuff like that where you're like God, i I don't know how to tune my brain into being that kind of funny yeah it's it's really it's really cool i
1: find it not i i hate posting because there's there's like weeks where I'll be like I'll be on file just screen cap stuff write jokes and then mm-hmm. I'll just for a month straight I just won't post Anything other than like clips sure. of stand up do you have I,
2: to remind yourself to stay engaged in social media yeah.
1: yeah I don't like it yeah I just don't like it I prefer not to do it have but you ever are you guys I mean do you like doing it no do not you, at all
2: I have to remind yeah. myself to post hate clips and videos and try to do you know And but every time I'm doing it I just I, I, I just don't like because we're in it enough you know it's like Phone is enough of um, yeah. scheduling, and and you know that's where I record all my, you know, sets and 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 remind myself things and and because after I lost like a joke notebook, I was like I have to do everything in the phone because if I lose the phone, I can still find all those it's emails. In the cloud, yeah, or just <laughs> Your send jokes emails, are in you the know? cloud. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, but it, I mean, I have to. Yeah, it's a it's a chore. It feels like
1: I don't like it. There's something like to me, I don't like. This is a okay. turning the camera around and doing this to me. Oh. To this day, I find it just. This is just me. I see other people; they do great at it. I'm not yeah. knocking anybody that does it, but to turn a camera and like start talking, I just feel I feel icky. It, I and, don't like doing it and
0: that. it feels weird when you're out in areas and right now we're on social media right <laughs> yeah. now we're on Adam's I social hate media it. Talking I hate about doing how
2: much stories but just talking about sucks. how much I hate yeah. it <laughs> yeah
1: when you do it it's great when I I just I don't like doing it when I, <laughs> I know
2: I know dude yeah that even when like, you see someone like Sebastian who you just like revere he's and you're the like,
1: last person in the world I ever thought would be A. doing this I know B. Yeah. putting his family in it like yeah. he's the last guy I thought yeah. I and then I see him doing it, I'm like Maybe I should. I'm just. I it. Yeah, cannot, because he still I has found a way
2: to do his voice through it, you know. But yeah. But again, I hear you. It's like it's it's uh, letting people in on a another part of your life, and like somebody like Whitney, who just I I think she truly it's second nature now for her, like doing it. And yeah. also, when you have that many followers, I mean, maybe this would, we'd all be thinking differently if we had millions of followers. Sure. But like, and you're feeling like you need to feed your audience with that type of content but like yeah. wouldn't will be going through a closet sometimes and I'm watching and I'm just like why am I watching this but then like <laughs> you know I know I've talked to girls that are just like yeah it's like they think it's hilarious and they're celebrities like, they love closets. that insight you know yeah
0: because yeah. Yeah, celebrities have closets just like us yeah <laughs> What What a
2: hot hot take, Brad.
0: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why you come to me. Hot take, Williams. What's your favorite hot dog, Steve (laughs) Byrne? You have kids. Do they breathe? (laughs) Just like us. They're just like us. Yeah. Have have you ever, like, missed a moment, like, your kids
1: are doing something? You're like, hold on, i got to finish this tweet. Um no, but there are like the one thing I will say the only time I was ever tempted to mm-hmm. post something on my kids. Yeah. And I never would, and I never have, mm-hmm. I just I just want my kids to be mine. Yeah. It's just like that, that's that you have everything up, but this is me. This yeah. is special to me. Uh was one time we were we had gone and seen The Force Awakens, mm-hmm. my daughter and I, and she's maybe five at the time, and we're eating uh lunch at the Cheesecake Factory. And she closes her eyes and puts her hands out like this and she's just doing it for like she keeps open her eyes and close it open it and close it and I was taking pictures of her and I go I go what are you doing she goes I'm using the force to move my plate and she thought <laughs> she was shit. dressed as Ray too oh that's cool. so it was like perfect it looked like she was trying to like and it was just to me it was like so cool to see like a five-year-old and I felt like it was five-year-old me like I remember, yeah. I remember being five, like thinking I could fly and like running as fast as I could and jumping up thinking, I'm going to fly this time. And I kept doing it, kept doing it. And just that innocence and blind eyes, right. oh, like yeah, I'm going to fucking do it. And that was the only time I ever thought of posting something about my kids. But I I not Here's no.
0: a very important parent question. Yeah. What order did you show your kids the Star Wars movies in? Because now we've had prequels, we've had sequels, yeah. we got the original trilogy, you got the side projects, which fit in the timeline, like, where do you th- where, when do you show them Rogue One? I, went, you know? I
1: go original three, Okay, then, then I got them into Force Awakens and stuff, and the prequels, I was like, eh, you'll see it when you see it. <laughs> and then I showed them it, and to this day, yeah. when my kids actually do want to watch it, and they, they love Star Wars, they, <laughs> they always want to see Return of the Jedi. Hmm. Oh, that's the one because of the Ewoks. It's the Ewoks. Yeah. Now what? Now what about tiny things
0: are lovable? (laughs) (laughs) Everyone loves them. Now what about hot take? Now what about
2: (laughs) hot take? Williams. Tiny things are lovable. Moving on. Back to you guys. What about the Ernest movies? (laughs) <laughs> in what order or Do you <laughs> show them Goes to jail Then Christmas I think you go Scared straight Do
1: you biodome In the army now uh. In what order
2: Do you show your kids The Polyshore Shore Paulie movies
1: Shore. <laughs> uh, Box set <laughs> <laughs>
2: They've got to sell A polyshore box set Right I'm
1: sure I, There's I,
2: got to be A weasel If you have at, at least number, Three hit comedies least. I feel like Yeah you know, that's worthy of a box set, right? I feel like if we go to Walmart, we can find a weasel pack somewhere. Dude, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so they've got, I know they've got Schwarzenegger, um, cause I had to really, truly, you know, fight every urge in my body not to get this Schwarzenegger uh, Schwarzenegger uh, combo pack at Best Buy Once that was um, uh, Last Section Hero. Yeah, um, solid. Uh, True Lies and Queens. Kindergarten Cop.
1: Oh, okay. I was going to say it was one of those. Okay, yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I was about yeah. to
2: say Suburban Commando. Who was that? That was Hulk Hogan. That was Hulk Hogan. Oh, oh yeah. That was a good call. I
0: know Holy way shit. too much about things that will never help That me. was a great movie. <laughs> was that him as like a... <laughs> he he was, played himself, but he, was like, he, he was, was like a mom. He was like he, a nanny. He, he, was a, he was an alien. Or was, was that Mr. Down. Nanny? Mr. Nanny was him as a nanny. Oh, fuck. How many Hulk Hogan movies were there? (laughs) Not enough. I mean, Rocky three. Do you want? No, Rocky Rocky two absolutely counts. That's the that's the that's the debut of Thunderlips, and then uh, he was in the movie No uh, No Holds Barred, uh, where he battled Zeus, where the WWE actually had the actor that played Zeus in the WWE as a wrestler. As Zeus, it was like this cross
1: promotion thing. It was nice seeing you guys. Okay, <laughs> have a good day. <laughs> We're talking too much. Bull. Does
2: anybody
0: else want to know about Hogan? I will fight you
1: all. But you're a big wrestling fan. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. I, I do wonder because when I was a kid, I loved mm-hmm. it, and I'm sure you probably get asked this. I'm not sure I'm not being an asshole, I'm not being mm-hmm. there. yeah, because I know that there's people that that are are super passionate about. It. I mean, it is soap opera for guys. Yeah. that's what it is, right? That, yeah, but, that's how I view it. I know that there is athleticism. Yes. I know that those guys are tremendous athletes, absolutely. Yes. yes. There's In rehearsal, the you know, so
2: they're good yeah. at follow, like, you know, there's an acting involved.
1: Yeah. But it's still, you know, that's the thing I can't get over. Like, e- like I tried a few years ago, I was like, "Ah, you know, it seems cool. Maybe I'll Yeah. And I just I'm just like I can't. I- I, hear I I wonder what is
0: it? Do you watch James Bond movies? Love them. Okay. Do you ever think James Bond is not is not going to get the bad guy
1: in the movie? No. Is James Bond ever going to die? No, it's a different tone, though. You know what I mean? Like, the tone of it is (laughs) all so it's also like who do you have playing Bond you have um, you know uh, Connery and, and,
2: uh, and what's his name um, Roger Moore yeah it's not Steve Buscemi if it was Buscemi as Bond you'd be like yeah dude this guy's yeah, yeah, gonna die yeah. in the first time. I minutes. would watch Buscemi Bond
0: <laughs> yeah but it, it and so it's that it's that way it's any TV show right. it's any movie you don't know how it's gonna end so, but you know, probably the probably the good guy is going to win. Right. So that's why you watch it, and that, and it's really, it's like watching Cirque du Soleil, where you're like, that's amazing athletic ability. Like, sure, yeah. Well, it's, I never thought of it that way. I guess uh, so. it's I respect it that way. I'm not watching it going, come on, Brock Lesnar beat Seth Rollins. But there that are guys sucks! like that,
1: though, right? Yeah. I yeah. Mean, there's
2: definitely yeah. dudes. There's guys who like can't guys. separate the. The theatrics of it, and they're just like, <laughs> yeah, dude, That's and they I'm get like, really pissed off that their guy lost, that, right? Yeah, because you have to go in. Like the one time I went to a Monday Night Raw, mm-hmm. everyone was chanting, and it was so silly that I I allowed myself to to give myself over to how silly it was, and like yeah. chant. And one guy came out, and everybody was like doing a tomahawk chop. I think, right? I don't know. Yeah, and people were doing <laughs> like racist. They, they were doing this, and then they were doing. It was for the Native American guy, but they. People were doing this at one point. Who's
1: the that? One guy for? came out. there were everybody put on their white hoods. Yeah, yeah. burning crosses, and
2: tiki torches. Yeah, was a like was like Jew, was Jew, that came cool. out. They had like swastika signs. Yeah, It's really cool. It's good fun. Uh, it's
0: really cool. it's it, it's it's that like uh, it, it's fun to when some guy you you can tell they're about to do a choreographed move and then the choreographed move goes wrong. Right. And then the entire stadium starts chanting, "You fucked up." I oh, mean, really? that's fun for that's fun for us. Are you hoping something goes wrong? I mean, you hope that something goes wrong, but that no one gets hurt. You don't, you, you don't want anyone to get seriously hurt, then you have an own heart situation. See, but. but I would th- want them to... Go ahead.
1: D- sorry, but d- like behind the scenes, yeah. it's not all, you know, handshakes and beers. I'm sure there are guys that generally are pissed off because that guy's got a better contract. He's on the... Oh, ascend. yeah. He's oh. getting all the attention. Absolutely. So why can't there... I mean, why is, can't is that there some the reality ring, right? that comes into it where yes. they're actually... Like they are, they are kind of taking shots at each other.
0: Yeah, there and and those are uh, when guys cut promos and they bring up stuff that's actually happening because that will happen. Yeah, where they'll bring up like, oh, uh, we all know that you just got divorced, uh, or we all know that because uh, oh. it happened one time where one wrestler legit uh, started uh, sleeping with another wrestler's <laughs> wife for real, and they brought that. To, Into
1: the old oh, Yeah, and that whoa. legit
0: happened, and then those guys legit had a match with each other. And they really did. Yeah, and and did you're they throw like, the script out the window and actually go at it. I mean, yeah. if who won? If Matt Hardy does a close fist punch to Edge, you 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 kind of go, yeah, I, I get that. So who who ended up winning that fight? <laughs> I think it was Matt Hardy, who was the guy that was cheated on.
1: Oh, good.
2: Yeah, yeah that's the. Good what guy. is the
1: what yeah. is
0: the
2: female equivalent to wrestling? I mean, it's
1: not just uh, female. wrestling
0: Real Housewives. <laughs> oh, really? So, yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> the Bachelor. Where it's like, we, we
0: know it's, where, where, yeah, because you can make a lot of the same things for the, the same arguments for The Bachelor that you can for wrestling. Like, we know it's fake, but we just like to be lost in that world. Yeah. Like,
1: <laughs> same shit. Yeah.
2: It same is watch. fake, right?
1: Bachelor or Bachelorette?
2: You know what? I've watched. I do, I do not. One season I tried to watch, and then we yeah. had one of The Bachelors on, and so I watched a little bit more of that season just to. Was it the one from Seattle? No, just kidding. Nick vial uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was maybe three years ago, yeah. two, three years ago. And uh, just to kind of get a sense of the world and it, I mean, look, I get why it's so popular and entertaining, I mean, but also so produced. I couldn't help but watch, I mean, to me, it's funnier to see how douchey the dudes are than the girls. The girls, I just feel like, like they're, some of them are truly there, I think, for love and then, and so dumb and then there's some that are just like yeah like this is a chance for me to maybe cry on tape yeah send that put that <laughs> on my reel you know which also good on you if you can somehow parlay that into something else like you can't get mad at that you're like Based that base that no one trick the system it, then, yeah. yeah no one has done job it, yeah
0: yeah that that that's the thing that always makes me laugh is some people like no i'm going on this particular show to get famous and i'm like Right, like all the other people from that show that got famous. All right, you can't name
1: any. None, yeah. Like
0: that, like those, the ones where I go, why are you? The first two weeks of those
1: shows, yeah. Every every new season, it's the fucking best. Oh really? Because my wife watches it. Mm -hmm. It's garbage TV, but they always show the promo like next week on The Bachelor, and you see like this wonderful like balloon going up in the sunset, and they're they're loving. And then all of a sudden the music changes and you just hear dudes like "fuck you motherfucker you piece of shit" and then somebody's crying and it's like yeah it's like, there's the red meat give me more yum mm, yum there, there 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 is
0: a definite Schadenfreude with reality TV where you just want to see people whose lives are more fucked up than yours oh, for sure. Or, oh yeah. for sure like you want to see that like I love watching the show Bar Rescue because I like watching these people run a bar the worst way you could you could ever run a bar
1: it's a astounding to me when you watch a show like that or like kitchen yeah. nightmares and stuff you just like nobody like this is why so many businesses fail because yeah. they're not they're not doing the numbers all you have to do is just do the numbers and clean the fucking cooler clean out. it clean, clean it cooler. yeah like 90 of bar rescue is clean this fucking place clean the up fucking cooler. yeah that's it and then it's like, let's go to the office, let's crunch numbers, and yeah. just keep your books and keep keep shit clean. That's all I've learned. I could open a bar now, and these fucking idiots, it's hey. like, come on in. It's like, how could you not clean the cooler? You've you you seen the show. You ran a bar you on ran TV, a bar. Yeah.
0: and I think come you on. could be a better yeah. bar owner yeah. than a lot of these guys.
2: Yeah. <laughs> you just go, uh, bring the studio audience now. <laughs> there truly is a reality show for everything. I mean, have you seen Couch Crashers? Sorry? couch crashers <laughs> no that's because it's not a show but you thought it was <laughs> and that's my point
1: oh okay i wouldn't be <laughs> yeah. surprised yeah
2: that's what i'm saying there's a show for everything like it's produced
1: by pete holmes
2: yeah <laughs> there's really it's, a, it's just some guy who
0: knocks on your door and uh, yeah. sleeps on your couch for a month and that's actually we, not a bad idea and we see and, and we see <laughs> what happens I said all that, right like, so yeah. we're all going in on this we're yeah, all yeah, created
2: yeah, yeah. by okay executive producer is there a reality show that you uh would go on now if it could um that wasn't even like Comedy uh, oriented. Not like a last comic or a bring the funny. You know what right? I
1: would love is that Man vs. Wild where you get to go out with bears. Yes. Like, oh, bearers, like I would do good that. call. Because they I'm do do celebrities Park on that. Yeah. Because I love like survival you... movies. I love like yeah. those Nordic you're stuck in the Arctic alone. Wow. Like, I, I'm yeah. obsessed with those Tom movies. Hanks
0: and Castaway, or I love shit like that. What, what was you? the movie where Liam Neeson fights a wolf uh, oh, oh. The, the oh, Grey? Um, yeah. Yeah, The Grey where you're like...
1: Did puts, you see that movie? Yeah, he, he like puts and bottles. The in it, it was like, nah, come on. <laughs> it just like he he lines up for a fight with the wolf and then they build it as like you're going to yeah. see him fight wolves and then you see the wolf and you see him and then it ends. And then the movie just ends. You're like, we, no, we don't see him, him fight a wolf. <laughs> Liam Neeson just put
0: glass on his yeah. fingers like Wolverine and we don't get to see that shit. Show me... Th-
1: that's why I paid. Yes. The last one, Cold Pursuit, I saw... Did you see that one, Cold Pursuit, no. with Liam Neeson? Uh, Cold I saw Pursuits. it with uh, Al Magical, and he, <laughs> he, he, I think he's like, I don't know that he runs it, but he <laughs> created this thing called the... There's this thing called the Pasadena Dad's Movies Club. We, <laughs> all these oh, dads wow. need Pasadena get together and we see. From the producers of the Babysitters Club <laughs> comes the Pasadena Dad, and from Dad the movie Club. From the writer of
0: Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants <laughs> comes the Pasadena Dad <laughs> Movie Club. That's amazing. But we,
1: we, we all will find like the dumpy, corny movie, whatever, and go, oh. we're like, we got to see this. And, dude, it was so. It was so alarmingly bad, we couldn't even make fun of it. Nice. We all just walked out of it like, whoa, what the <laughs> fuck was that? Like, we saw John Wick, and we were all high-fiving oh, yeah, and laughing, and yeah, it was yeah. great. But th- that Cold Pursuit was, I think it was the last movie I saw where I was like, this is were you watching something you're like how did this get made like what happened was was the director and then the studio and they just partitioned and they said we're gonna make this and you make that it just so bad yeah Yeah. and it's one thing
0: when it's like a sharknado where it's like we know this is bad it's very tongue-in-cheek where you're like this is so outrageous that we're aware of it it's the it's the other uh there was um some movie that was came out like eight months ago where like some guys were planning a bank robbery during a tornado
1: Oh, it was a oh, Storm
0: Heist or yeah, something yeah. like that. We were like, heist, yeah, that yeah. were like, Yeah, yeah. And you're like, Wow, that, wow,
1: executives that get paid. Yeah. We're like, That's going to be a hit. It's crazy. I it, don't
2: know. You ever see The Beach with Leo?
1: Loved it. Yeah. I mean, I loved the first half. Yeah. And then the second half, I was like, What well, was on? the second half again? It just got, w- there's so many movies like that. Like yeah. the end. Remember mm-hmm. the Seth Rogen? The first half oh, was, no, I was, I fucking end, yeah. thought it was so... I was like, this is like one of the greatest comics ever. And then totally. it just took a hard left. I was like,
0: what is yeah. Well, what happens hard. is people write themselves into a corner. They don't know how to write out of it. And they're yeah. like,
1: ah, let's just have
0: them all be sleeping. And then yeah. you're like, okay. And then it just gets nuts. And now most people can say, well, wait to hear this transition. Yeah. Most people can <laughs> insult movies and be like, ah, but, but they've never made one. Mm. You've made movies. Oh. So you could
1: insult
2: them. Great transition.
1: I would, uh, no, well, I, I, I would never want to insult anybody that made a film because I think even as bad as a film is. Yeah. There was a production designer that that cared, invested yeah. so much in that sure. focus, the whole process. Yeah, yeah. There's so many entities. Editors. So, there's
0: so there's so many ways it can go bad, and so so many people that did a great job. Yeah. That the reason why the movie sucked, they had nothing to do with. They acted the shit out of it. They they best boy gripped the shit out of it.
2: <laughs> or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like
0: they did their
1: job right. The fact the fact that the movie sucked wasn't their fault. Yeah, I, I I think it is such an arduous process to, you know, I, I've had. The opportunity to do a documentary and and a feature, mm-hmm. and getting ready to do another one, and I think just through that process, you you for, you know it, it's so easy to see something and in, in twenty minutes a movie theater go ah fuck let's just let's just leave the theater but yeah. I, I I don't know it, it is. It's like a Plinko chip. I think every now and then you hit the 10,000, and it's yeah. a great movie. And the stars just happen to align for casting, for story, for editing, for, mm-hmm. for marketing, for time of release, et cetera, et cetera. There's so many things that could go wrong with a film. Yeah. And the ones that are successful, I think it's just a testament to, to the miracle of it all happening to work out. The right?
0: uh, documentary film that you made, it, which uh, I watched again this morning. Uh, well, well, thank you awesome yeah it's unbelievable uh, it's about the comedian uh, magician the amazing Jonathan it's called always amazing and you're like alright well what streaming service do I have to hit? Ha-? YouTube fuckers, it's there. Yeah, it's free. Go yeah. And It's, it, it's over. It's free. How many
1: views now? We're about to hit half a million views in two months. Yeah, buddy. So, there man. you go. Wow, dude.
0: And it's yeah, fucking man. good. Yeah, it's That's brilliant. Well, I'm not saying it because you're because you're my friend. I'm saying it because it's fucking good. And it doesn't matter if you're like, well, I'm not into I'm not into magicians or I'm I'm not into comedy or I'm not yeah. into Jonathan's. I like my John. Do- <laughs> I'm,
2: a, I'm a John documentary guy. I
0: like regular John. Yeah. <laughs> amazing. Regular Johns, <laughs> amazing. Yeah. honest Johns. The guy, the guys that wow. buy. Bookers, the John. John's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like those Johns, not Jonathan's.
2: Uh, but, but the, yeah. the pro- and the amount of time, too, that you put into us, because we can all attest, like, we have known you've been working on it for, I mean, how many years? Uh, it was probably two
1: years yeah, all in. But The tough thing is just, just getting all the archival footage and then getting it yeah. converted and all that other stuff. But the great thing about Jonathan is, like, in those archival footage, like, you could go back and see a set from... 20 years ago, yeah. and it's still as relevant and funny as it is today. And I think that's why it's resonating so much, as opposed to like 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 I love Geraldo, right? Geraldo's one of my favorites, mm-hmm. and he was so topical, though. Yeah. That if you go back and watch his stuff, we all know that time period yeah, of like the Iraq right. War, and you can make those jokes yeah. and it'll be funny to us. But to a 22 year old, you're gonna go, I I don't know. Yeah, this that is does about suck
2: because he was so brilliant, and you're like, but a lot of his material was, which so. is even what makes me more brilliant that he was so. On point with like what was happening now, yeah, um, and be able to break it down in such a, yeah, a sharp way. But John- Jonathan, who doesn't
1: like a guy sticking a pencil in his head, in his head and all this, but <laughs> up his nose, the, in his ear. You know, great. Like when Jonathan was given the terminal diagnosis, right? Yeah, and it's as you guys know, it's got cardiomyopathy, diabetes, drug addiction, and it's this perfect storm, and some of it self inflicted, and. He's told he has a year to live mm-hmm. and basically when he made the announcement i'm going to, I, i've outlived the doctor's expectations by three years i'm tired of waiting to die i'm going to see if i can return to stage when he made that announcement as a fan and as a friend i was like somebody should make this doc i, I, I somebody's got to do this. this is great yeah, that's and what then prompted it huh i called him and said can i do this doc and the only reason i really wanted to do it is because i knew about him and Joel, I knew about that relationship he had. That's in that story. I had no idea about. And,
2: and tell people who Joel is if they haven't so seen it. So Joel was born
1: yeah. when Jonathan. You forget this is before social media. Jonathan oh, yeah. is an international act. He's Russell Peters. He's killing it yeah. everywhere. He's in Australia, and every year he goes to Australia. You know, There's this 12-year-old kid backstage, can I sign this? He goes back the next year. A 13-year-old kid, can you sign this? And he just gets to know this kid and takes him under his wing, and Joel is such a fan. His father's in advertising. He got Jonathan this commercial that paid really well. Mm-hmm. And so every year, Jonathan would give him a few more responsibilities, yeah. and eventually, at 18 years old, he says, will you be my road manager? And Joel, you're taking one of the sweetest, kindest, nicest human beings I've ever met in my life, just yeah. a well-balanced guy, And you're taking him at eighteen and throwing him into Las Vegas to be in charge of a drug addict. Yeah. And there were so many other stories we couldn't put in because we didn't want it to be Rick and Morty, you know? Right. But to me, this relationship between two men that on paper should never be in each other's lives. They should not be friends. No. They shouldn't know each other by their action by Jonathan's actions. But for some reason or another, it worked and to me, there was this heartwarming fraternal bond between these two that I said, "That's Jonathan's the face. Joel and Jonathan is the heart, so and, that's- and and
0: that's what you have in the doc that it's so redeeming, where it's not just all doom and gloom, where you see this glorious relationship and." Like, it's weird, and Jonathan makes jokes about it where he goes, yeah, where I I was just hanging out with this 13-year-old kid and bringing this 13-year-old boy with me everywhere. He's like, (laughs) now they look back on it. It's kind of of creepy, yeah. But but when you you look at what they were, like, and Jonathan was Joel's hero. Like, imagine you growing up in Pittsburgh, and all of a sudden you get a call from Mario Lemieux going like, hey, I, I want you to be my new be my new manager okay yeah (laughs) yes sir yeah whatever you want yeah you do it yeah yeah. and then the fact that joel's parents let him fly a world away to be with this guy at 18 yeah
1: and vegas and like joel never indulged he never got wrapped up in the scene he could have gone crazy and he never did the guy meditates and stuff and i don't know to me it was just that dynamic was so interesting it was as interesting As Jonathan's story arc itself and I thought this would be a great compliment so is that something that you discovered While you were
0: making the film or before like or did you plan that kind of before before? I even
1: did it I Because I I was working on the opening act, uh, this feature that I I told you guys about, uh, so this feature film, I knew story beats, I knew story, and I was plotting it out in my head, I was like, this could be this, because I knew all their stories, I knew all their ups and downs, I knew all their fights, because Joel and I are super tight and Jonathan and I are friends. Mm -hmm. So I've been privy to the relationship, all the story beats, I knew everything, and I was like, it could be this, 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 this. here's your midpoint, here's your call to action, etc. And I just saw it all flushed out, and I called Jonathan, I said, this is it, this is how I do it, he says, great. I called Joel, he said, great. I called my buddy I went to college with, I said, get a camera, let's, uh, let's, let's do this. He said, great, and we edited the whole thing in my garage so I'd go i go on the road Thursday through Saturday and then Sunday Monday Tuesday Wednesday I'd edit it mm. with uh, my buddy Jason in my garage and then we shipped off uh, a working cut to Brian Getz who who's a professional editor and he yeah. streamlined it and waxed and washed the car for us and <laughs> he's done amazing he just did the Steve Bannon documentary and um, so you I- guys
2: did all the footage the the interview stuff on your that's what you needed to get that because yeah. you, you had all the videos and pictures and to go with it, which I think is what any great doc needs, right? You need all that stuff to assist the interviews oh, yeah, so you yeah. can help tell the story.
1: Yeah, well, the good <clears> thing <throat> is I knew, again, I knew the story. I didn't. I, I wasn't waiting for the film to happen. Right. I knew what the film was. So when I did that interview with Jonathan, it was six hours. I knew every question I wanted to ask him. I was like, I got the film. And then I, I wow. went to Joel and I, I had him ping pong the same story beats. What is your take? And so it's fun to hear their different dynamic, like the bets, the the crazy bets that Jonathan would do. The bets were
0: insane that that this kid is (laughs) working for Jonathan, making good money, but then making a secondary income of just doing essentially stupid dares crazy that shit for Jonathan Jonathan yeah. tells him to do and goes wow you, you, sl- you crawled inside that homeless guy's <laughs> sleeping bag here's 200 <laughs> yeah. bucks yeah. like that's, yeah. that's, that's
1: crazy yeah but I think that's the fun of Jonathan is that there is this spontaneity and creativity that, that is never turned off and, it, and when you hang with the guy he's fun and when you go to his house his house is all rigged with magic tricks
0: there's shit everywhere. You saw one yeah. in the dock where he has this spider up on the wall. Right. Oh, yeah. And the guy goes like, wow, you found, he goes, yeah, I found that spider in my house. As the guy's looking at this giant spider that's behind glass and dead, a fake spider falls from the ceiling right <laughs> in front of his right, face. Right, right, yeah. and, you're, and you're just like, holy yeah. shit, because that would Living kill you. Living in a gag you. house. Yeah. Yeah, it is a gag a good house. good gag house, you know. Well,
1: you go. <laughs> yeah, <'cause laughs> no there's, there's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No glory holes. Yeah. No gagging. Yeah. Not actually, we know. Yeah. Look but at that he has, hole. He's the Chucky doll. In, yeah. his, in his place. So it's the like the original Chucky doll. Oh, wow. You walk in, you're like, holy shit, that's the fucking Chucky doll. Yeah. And he's talking to you about the Chucky doll. And he's like, now look at the shoes. Those shoes are, and as he's talking to you, he's walking behind it. There's a lever. And and you're like, now look at the shoes. Do you know that those are actual? And he fucking pulls this lever and Chucky springs forward and his eyes enlarge. You're like, what the <laughs> fuck? Oh my God, <laughs> It's dude. wild. That's Absolutely brilliant, wild. and you see that <laughs> side of Jonathan
0: because, like, you see him going to the doctor, yeah, and still
1: doing jokes and tricks. Yeah, so you guys did. You and,
2: went with him to do that stuff. Yeah, yeah.
1: Before he went on tour to get the doctor to just see the gravity of what he's actually going through. Um, you know, all these story beats in there, and Jonathan through it all still maintains a sense of levity and yeah. humor about it. But look, he, you know, that that was the selfishly for me, the other revealing part of like doing this doc with somebody that knows that he's going to die. Yeah. And there was a moment in it where where he's talking about how scared he was to go back on stage, but how how much it meant to him. It, it, yeah. He was identified through performing, right? Mm. And then somebody takes that away. And as a comedian, you know, you're going through this and you're watching those interviews and you're in the edit bay and you're watching it over and over again and you're seeing the camera in on on. On him and you know you're just seeing raw emotion from him and it just made me especially in that moment really want to not take for granted what we get to do every night yeah as, yeah. as, as performers as comedians because at any moment like imagine stand-up being taken away from me it's like fuck I don't know what I'd do yeah I,
0: I, if you woke up tomorrow and you couldn't talk like you, you'd yeah. be like oh what like what would we Dude. I guess you could we still write, s- but it's not yeah, the same no, as no. getting up
1: on that stage and taking that mic and
0: yeah, it, 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 it and you kind of really see that. And now it, it's weird watching because uh, I I just heard Jeremy Lin give a speech where he was crying on a stage in front of an audience because he's like I'm done, like I'm ne- yeah. I, I I was the biggest thing in the world and now no NBA team is signing me and he's crying and it's. Easy as a guy to just kind of go ah, pussy. You're sure, c-. but then you watch your doc and you, and you and you realize, oh, his entire identity is being taken away from him.
1: Everything since he was probably ten. Yeah, yeah.
0: everything. Every day of his life was probably basketball. From in so- bending in, in, spoons <laughs> to yeah, in some way, shape, or form with
1: Robin Williams right. to being a Vegas headliner. All of it, and and not only that, but seceding to the highest levels. Of, of like maintaining relevancy and making, in yeah. making Vegas? 50
0: yeah, making $50,000 a week in the late 80s, 90s in Vegas, yeah, just off of merch,
1: by the way. Just like his merch <laughs> checks were like 30 grand a week or something oh like that. Oh my god, it's like, it's like crazy.
2: What was it like being there with him when he w- got back out on stage? Uh, for well, the first it was very
1: time. scary because we sure. honestly did not know if he was gonna die. I mean, you guys know his act, he is. Yeah just a wrecking ball he, he's high energy yeah and mm-hmm. he's non-stop i mean he seems coked up on stage and he is coked up on stage
2: and what was it what was he saying about like it was if he stood for too long or if he did too there was some sort of a, 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 a legs, set out guideline yeah. about if he does this too much he might cause his body to really get distressed or what what was it yeah or?
1: well well with cardiomyopathy it's a degradation of your heart and so the blood doesn't pump as well, as you know, right. his heart's at like 40% capacity, mm-hmm. and you couple that with diabetes. He has no circulation, so the doctors have been telling him for years, "You got to cut your foot off. We got to take your foot," and he won't do it. You know, he's he's riding it out. And one yeah. of the things we didn't put in this in the documentary that I look back on, I'm like, maybe I should have, but I'm glad I didn't because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Yeah. Is that? the reason jonathan is still here with us today is that he is taking stem cells off the black market from mexico having them shipped up to vegas and via a doctor there being injected with the stem cells so i thought well that's fucking crazy and i wanted to put in the film but i know that if i put this in the film then somebody from the FBI could see it potentially right. go, oh, oh, well, we're going to track down this well, fucking doctor. Yeah, and I didn't want to do that. Yeah, I'm like really
0: glad a... you're not announcing it like on a podcast. So I'm going to tell yeah. it on the podcast. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Oopsies.
0: At least no one listens to this. It's fine.
1: Yeah. But, uh,
0: yeah. I mean, what? and but at the same time, you understand the same way when Andy Kaufman was sick, he started going to crystal healers and stuff. Yeah, sure. You, you, it, it, it's, it, it's real easy to make fun of people that do certain things, but then... When you're faced with that situation, yeah, I'll rub CBD oil on all sure. over my body. I'll take light baths. I'll I'll rub crystals. I'll I'll put a crystal up my butt. I don't care. Yeah, like like you're fighting. I'll Do that anyway. Yeah, and I think there's I think there's a lot of other like ways. <laughs> Still to Tuesday for yeah, yeah, just, yeah.
2: <laughs> Crystal Butt Tuesday. There's, there's a lot of other ways to do crystal things. Crystal failed and campaigned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that 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 to uh, especially for healing that people just don't I think don't know about or don't take the time to like. Uh, research that there's yeah
1: yeah but you always hear I think when you're in those situations right you're gonna hear about that miracle case yeah and that's what's gonna give you hope and then you're going to go down the rabbit hole and find all those alternative medicines or alternative ways to potentially cure it and why wouldn't you because I I remember that great line in the minority report that movie Mm -hmm. where Tom Cruise walks into that uh uh, green greenhouse with that woman Mm -hmm. and she strangles the the flower she yeah. goes, the thing that's crazy about life, if you strangle anything, it'll fight to survive. And yeah. I think that's that's true of wow. life. Oh yeah, Anybody oh yeah, sick, in the flower like, cuts her arm. Yeah, that's yeah. right, yeah.
0: Yeah, and it's like yeah, that's true. Uh or in the world words of Jeff Goldblum, life finds a way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which that wasn't a Jeff Goldblum impression because yeah. we've had Piot on this damn podcast and I can't touch his impressions. Yeah. I thought you were
2: going to say the Tom Cruise line when he was on the Today Show and he goes, "Do you know the history of psychiatric Matt? <laughs> <laughs> Matt? Do you know psychiatric health Matt?" <laughs> and Larry was like, "I just have a sex button. I don't know what you're yeah. talking about." <laughs>
0: Imagine watching that interview now, going, "Oh, Cruise is the good one." Yeah,
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: that's, that's crazy. That's, that's oh, the tables
2: is. turn. Uh, would, did you ever find reasons to? Because that's a big, to put together a documentary film like this and to just know the work that is involved with it. Or maybe you didn't know. Maybe that was the reason why you jumped in so fully. But did you find at any point reasons to talk yourself out of doing it?
1: No, because I was always passionate about the story. Mm -hmm. I was always passionate about telling the story and I knew how to do it. Um, The only time I ever really kind of bumped on it was was when you realize the business aspect of it all, mm. when the business bleeds into it, yeah. and then you get involved with film festivals and like, can, other people can, can in this the make industry. money?
0: Is it worth my time? Yeah. That kind of thing. And you're and, hearing yeah. stuff
1: from managers and agents, like, oh, this is gonna be great, this is gonna be the, and, and it just, it turns into something you didn't intend to get into it for the first place. Yeah. So we took it to YouTube because I was like, look, what does everybody have? Everybody has, YouTube and I want this to be accessible to everybody and right away, talking yeah. to Bill Burr and Al Magical at All Things Comedy it's like do you think we could partner up They're like fuck done deal and yeah. we just put it up there and I mean you guys know YouTube can be a dumpster fire in the comment section yep. but I mean mm-hmm. this thing has been like 99% positive That's awesome. I've never seen something where it's redundantly like nice or his fans are coming out of the woodwork and it's really nice to see that well you told
2: the story so well and you again encompass so much of the human side of all this and the footage that you had such a solid amount of that too because like even for my folks who were watching that were like starting to remember as they were watching make oh yeah i remember i remember seeing this guy at some point or uh, they, they they were so enamored by all the footage and and getting to see the you know um, the here and now of mm-hmm. it all, and and to see like the doctor visits, and that really made it uh, just a lot more uh, human for you to connect to as somebody that being like God, I like whatever it is in your life. Like we just touched on, like if, imagine having to lose a, a that you know. What, well, I thank how you, you would for. React.
1: For <clears throat> a watching it and b yeah. having me on, and oh yeah, C, man, saying kind things. It's but unbelievable. The one thing I would I would suggest to anybody that's like in our industry, as mm-hmm. you guys are, and obviously you're creative and you're you, this podcast is a creative outlet, right? I never in a fucking million years would have ever thought I would have had a TV show if I didn't just sit down and write it. I never would have thought I would have made yeah. a documentary if I just didn't think, well, this story speaks to me. Fuck it, I'll just do it. Mm-hmm. And then I never would have thought I'd be writing and directing a film about what it means to, to leave a safe corporate job and pursue stand-up if I didn't just write. And, yeah And I wish somebody had told me that when I was younger, because mm-hmm. I feel I, like we had done it earlier, I would have started earlier. Well, I, I just never would have believed because I thought I was always at the mindset like you're going to go to a comedy club, you're going to do your act, someone's going to see you and say that's a that's our kid. Here, let and me then, put you in some stuff. Right, and then the vice president of show. How, I don't have to do anything
2: myself right? Yeah, yeah, except yeah. for just show up and do that. Yeah, yeah. And
1: I just thought <clears throat> I'm going to get seen in a club. That's what's going to happen. And I mm-hmm. was at clubs all the time, and it it never happened. Well, that that's because
2: how that's how it was for a, a beat, right?
1: for i think in the 80s maybe yeah yeah, yeah. but when people just those days are go gone, to a club, right?
2: yeah 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 you don't yeah have- you are a true uh, um, you know prominent example of that dude I mean and let's talk about the movie um, feature the opening act opening act yeah. opening yeah. act, yeah. Opening it's,
1: act. Um, a, it's a prelude to Jennifer Lopez's second <laughs> act
2: um, yeah <laughs> please tell me so, J-Lo prequel, is the if comic in yeah, if
0: you yeah if you watch J-Lo's the second act you're like what yeah. was her life before that yeah. yeah. watch T
1: burns the opening yeah. act a little Asian boy with his yeah find
2: that out oh times have changed amazing transition (laughs) amazing transition so how does okay so so uh which one uh amazing jonathan doc came before this yeah i
1: did yeah i did that before and i was basically on the road i did sullivan and son and it got canceled and i was so proud of the run we had and and what we had done and it was like this is why you moved to la you got to do it Mm -hmm. and i thought second asian american ever have a sitcom you know, I'll get a phone call at some point. I'll, Who's the first? Aud- Margaret Cho. Margaret Cho, yeah. Nice. And then we came on, and then, then Fresh Off the Boat came on, then Dr. Ken. Yeah. So it was like, it was mm-hmm. pretty cool to get to be a part of that lineage. Yep. And so do you ever go up to Dr. Ken and go, you're welcome? oh well he was on my show twice and he goes he goes, I want to do this and he was asking me a ton of questions oh. and so I think I oh, there you go hell yeah you did never got a fucking phone call from him to do his fucking show <laughs> I mean and I fucking let him know that <laughs> believe me you um, but I was basically on the road and it was depressing because I was like nothing's happening and, and it was like once again Let's just put pen to paper. So, I wrote the opening act as an exercise to see if I could write a feature length screenplay mm-hmm. and see where if did I did you write it? it while you were on the road? On the road. I just, I was tired of like going out and drinking every night. I was going to say, and like,
2: then. here's another great example of, of taking, because we can all attest again, like the time on the road. Like, you've got, I think some days you're like, I'm just going to stay in the hotel room and rest yeah. up and f- fuck around and then yeah. go do the shows and, and be well rested. And sometimes you want to go see the city if they got cool stuff to sure. offer. And then other times it's like, well, I have work to do. Maybe I should use this time where I'm. You know, even distractions aren't out of your uh, realm of possibility because you got your phone and computer. But, like, yeah. for me, when I'm away from here, just being away makes me feel more like, oh, I can truly get stuff done. You can get something yeah. done, yeah. yeah.
1: And I think we're all at the point now in our careers where you've been to the cities enough that you... I did the museum, yeah, right? Yeah, I did, I did the hotspots. Yeah, I, I've seen all know, the things. I've done it all. So yeah. I was just kind of, like, bored. And I told myself, if I write a page a day, if I just mm-hmm. do one page a day... In three months, I'll have a screenplay. Good call. So that was my, my mindset. And That's then, a great mindset. But the thing is if you write one page, you gotta finish the scene, right? Yeah. So you write so five. In, in a month and a half, I yeah. had I finished it. Wow. Because
2: like, you got so you got momentum going, right? Yeah. And you started to see what it was and you're like, oh shit, like I wanna write that next scene.
1: Yeah, and I thought that the weekend, a weekend would be a great <laughs> format for a film because it could be contained within 4 days because you have your introduction to it and mm-hmm. if it's if it's a kid it's an MC look the whole film is about a kid that's got the safe job and he moonlights as a comic and then he gets a phone call from his buddy a fellow comic says dude I can't MC this weekend in the Pennsylvania improv can you do it he's like well I don't know it's just and then he fucking of course takes the leap right goes and now you get to see stand up via the eyes of the MC yeah. you're getting to understand what the light is what an introduction is um, uh, you know going out at night and partying with the feature act and having mm. a great time yeah getting
2: closer to the feature than the headliner I'm assuming right yes
1: and then warming up to the to the headliner who by you the end end weekend, by the end of the happens, weekend which happens
2: yeah which happens dude what a great way to um, display that dynamic because that especially through a weekend like yeah. that is that's how I met Geraldo was hosting Foreman Irvine and by the wow. end of it he was like next time i come coming down we all gotta like but I buddied up with Jesse Joyce which was his yeah. feature and mm-hmm. Jesse and I hit it off and then and then we were all Going to hang out Like the next time and, and it didn't happen But like That was such a A, a great But I, I tried to keep My distance Which I'm sure, sure yeah. Like And you probably Used a lot of Your own experiences From dealing with MCs And did you ever MC or
1: Oh for sure Yeah, yeah. I MC'd a bit Then I featured And then um, Yeah I wouldn't say I Because I was more Of a New York comic Yeah and then I kind of like dabbled with emceeing and featuring, but then I, <clears throat> once I moved to LA, I was, I had a half hour and then I was, I was headlining. So yeah. I didn't have to do that much because I was mm-hmm. already doing like all those sets in the city. But, yeah. but everything you're saying is exactly right. I mean, that is the, that is the story arc of the film. That's awesome. And, and getting to see the audience, getting to be fish out of water via, you know, Jimmy O. Yang in this film. Mm-hmm. And. The first half of the film is all the romanticism and optimism and partying of with the feature act, and the back half is all the reality, isolation, and sobriety that comes with him finally meeting his childhood hero, who's played by Cedric the Entertainer, this road weary veteran. Amazing. And so it's all encapsulated in four days, and it's the ups and downs and discerning whether or not this is the life you want to lead. Yeah. Um, I I I love that you did that because I feel like there's.
0: There's movies that have been made about stand-up and shows that have been made about stand-up, but it usually only focuses on the headliner because that's what the things that people want to see and the headliner's life. This is is such a great film in that people that are thinking about getting into stand-up can go like, well, what am I going to have to be dealing with when I'm not the headliner? Yeah. During my path up there, this. You're going to have to be dealing with this weekend.
1: Cedric basically gives him the blueprint for what it takes to be a stand up. And yeah. it's exactly what people told me when I was starting in New York. I always I'd always ask all the headliners, like, was it what do you have to do? What do you write and get up on stage? <laughs> it's like, that's it. And it's this great scene that develops from just yeah. those two things and Cedric denoting it all. And
0: It's so funny you say that I got a, a message on Instagram this morning yeah. of, of some guy just being like, dude, I want I want, I want to be a comic. What's the one thing that every comic has to be? And I went,
2: consistent. Yeah, you assistant. Yeah. Wait for MySpace and hope that Sierra Mist is still on top. <laughs> yeah, <you know>? yeah. <laughs> Wait, but, no. Is there a um, is there a, a part of it that because again, and I love that Brad said like focusing on not. And the you guys headliner. are in
1: it. I don't know if you know. I, I, to, I think I told you this, but yeah. when in in the hallway, when uh, Jimmy is talking to. Uh, Chip Fontaine, the, the the manager of the club, Great played news. by who? Great uh, name, played by Neil Brennan, who's Great. the gatekeeper uh, of his dreams, uh, which is kind of like based off of the. It's not. It's not based off of Dave Stroop, the guy. It's da- right. based off the dynamic of Dave Stroop cool. being like this gatekeeper to 14 clubs.
0: Yeah, for those of you guys who don't know who he is, uh, Dave Stroop is the booker at the at the Columbus Funny Bone, who essentially books. Every funny bone all over the Midwest and the South, and like if there's a funny bone, Dave Stroop owns it. So, so many comics. Their their goal, their yeah. their first goal is you go to Columbus, Ohio. Yeah, you, you you do a great set at the Columbus Funny Bone. Dave Stroop sees you and goes, "Wow, that person
2: can work." And then you're
1: you're in your calendar you're in. is filled. You yeah. Get- except
2: for me Dave you saw me when I was two years in and I opened for <laughs> Paul Mercurio and I did great and we partied at Dave and Buster's and you have forgotten so
1: <laughs> it's been ten
2: years I'm a headliner now I've been on TV have me back Steve take it away <laughs> Steve you were saying back to you Steve oh, yeah. um, um, wait but I, I do think that there's some more people also too that can relate to the journey of not the headliner like young comics watching this like yeah. comedy and comic fans in general are gonna get hard watching this but like think about those people there's more people starting stand than there are For in sure. our position, right? And
1: I, th- I always thought, when I, and I agree with you, because mm-hmm. so many of those stand-up films, it's like, why do I want to see something about the headliner that's got to get off the road, or he's got to go back on the road? It's like, I don't want to make a film about somebody driving home from Vegas. I want to make a film about a bunch of kids driving to Vegas, that euphoria, right. that excitement, wow. that that like, it doesn't matter if I'm sleeping in my fucking car tonight, I get five minutes on the stage, and it's two states away, and I'm going to drive 10 hours, because yep. when you're young and hungry, you'll do anything. That's, there's such a romantic yeah. element to it sure. that, I, that I gravitated towards, But in, this, in the hallway scene I think you can see it like two or three times, uh, there's uh, upcoming uh, events and the improv, mm-hmm. and then it's uh, Rachel Feinstein, then it's your name, then it's your name.
0: Yeah, and... uh and, yeah, and dude. Right next to our names, it says plenty of tickets available. <laughs> tickets available, <yeah. laughs> Speak for Cheap yourself. tickets. <laughs> yeah. Groupon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Groupon. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. That, Wait, yeah, this so is you, crazy because you're making a movie about stand-up. Like, was there... Did you make an active effort to put a lot of your friends
1: in? Well, you, you make an active effort to put friends in, then you make an effort to put in comics that are also relevant and have gravity sure um because in this day of social media you understand that you know a like you know there's a scene where there's a cop in there and segura looks like a cop and it's like i'd love to have segura in it yeah um maybe he'll do it and then he comes and does it and not only that but he's he can he can deliver he's a great actor and he's very relevant and and funny and yeah. people may Segura fans may want to tune in because he's in this and he's involved in Stamps so there's all these great comics but I wanted to yeah. acknowledge people along the way that I um, appreciate and respect and you two um, I just have always had fun with you guys so oh, yeah, we're, when we're th- talking about the posters I was like I know who to put oh, yeah, put these. I appreciate out. that <laughs> man yeah.
2: because that is still a and, uh, and I remember even sending you a text at one point being like, man, if there's just some sort of fun, like, small thing. And then even after I said that, I was like, because sometimes I think, like, out of sight, out of mind, you know, like, and, and we've hung enough and been pals long enough, but, like, also, you know, sometimes you're not at the club for a couple weeks and whatever, and as you're going through things, like, sometimes if you haven't, like... Seen somebody in a few months and you're, you know, casting something, then maybe you're not even thinking of them. Yeah. But um, for, so, so that was part of my thinking being like, hey, just to let you know, like, if there's any something, a little part or whatever, and, oh, um, sure. And, and you so, you know, sweetly were just like, man, I love you. Of course, I'm always thinking of you, but, you know, here's what it is. And this is, and, and well, that's the other you can't thing. play Cedric. And I was like, all right, <laughs> racist, you know. And, um, <laughs> but, but for you to even like think of us for something like that is, is really cool. And, well, uh, I,
1: look, like, like, for example, and I expect um, But um. (laughs) (laughs) The casting process Is absolutely Mind-blowing to me And that's something You just You don't even think about Like But when you're up Against the clock And you got You know Two weeks to production And you're going through A list of names And then there's situations where you have like a list of comics and then the investors want a list of actors Mm. and then these guys want a list of comic actors and then I have my own personal feelings of saying, I like this person, and then it's like, but you're not fucking writing the checks, so shut the fuck up and just be happy you get to do this as a first-time director. It's like, yeah, you're right.
2: (laughs) Are you telling me that there were uh, actor choices to play Brad Williams and Adam Ray on the poster in the <laughs> <coffee club. laughs> listen guys and they finally were like yeah fuck it yeah, I <laughs> listen guys and yeah names. It there's like, uh, doesn't look right
0: there so yeah uh, the investors <laughs> want uh, these YouTubers to go up on the list as the <laughs> coming attractions yeah. by the way Fucking,
1: that I mean then you get the calls from the agents and they're pitching like YouTubers yeah. and how like, do you respond to that click yeah it's not about that <laughs> good for yeah. you fuck
2: no uh, did, Lose my did uh, uh, Whitney's in it right Whitney's in it yeah I is continue. Whitney's sex doll in it excuse me is Whitney's sex doll in it
1: I had no idea she had a yeah. sex doll and I follow her on Instagram I have no idea the one that was no, in I'm her joking. special no, yeah. No.
2: Oh, yeah. yeah okay <laughs> you know, wow, that was good last, acting last, Are like, you in the movie too yeah. six
1: weeks but no I mean there's yeah she's in it she does a great job and I, I, I'm waiting for the impact this is one thing I think about and I, well, I'll mention it here. I'm, yeah. I'm in safe, I'm, I'm on a yes. home team crowd yes, here. Yes, you exactly. are. Uh, Is that I wrote a story about my experiences, what I know, and mm-hmm. what I've experienced the last 23 years in stand up. Which I is know, a lot, by the way. It's a lot. No, but we all have, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. but like you, I mean, think you've also consistently just worked to the bone and and specials and different experiences you know what i'm saying so you've you're coming from a place where it's like you're not just uh, you know 8 years of stand up of doing the road yeah. once every 4 months i'm
1: not phoning it in by any means no. but yeah. also like i know for a fact we live in a different a different era yeah. of society and stand up and i know that there are going to be some some writers reviewers that say there aren't enough female comedians in this. There aren't. Uh, there's not this dynamic. There's not more of this, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm just kind of like bracing for impact because I also want to. When when the when the time comes, it's like, but I can't write from a woman's perspective. I've right. o- I can only write from my perspective. And f- for the most part, when I was starting, especially, it was a male-dominated um, mm-hmm. industry, and it and it to a degree it still is. And I'm not saying women can't or not or whatever, no, but it's like yeah. I'm not going to make the 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 protagonist a girl just so I am appreciated by the Huffington Post. It's like this is my experience, you know. Yeah. So I kind of know That's it's a great gonna answer happen, by the way, but I also know that when I when I cast Whitney as Whitney plays almost like this beacon of hope because Cedric's disseminating this advice to Will, our hero, and Whitney comes in to do a guest set on Saturday. And she's proof positive that everything that Cedric has said is coming to fruition because she's doing The Tonight Show, she's doing an independent film, and she goes mm-hmm. up and she kills. And I hope more people gravitate towards the fact that the beacon of hope in Will's journey is, mm-hmm. is bestowed to him by this great comic, yes. and I would say great comic in general, period. Of course. And it happens to be a female, it happens to be Whitney, and the only reason I wrote it that way is because Whitney was somebody when I was first coming to LA and I saw her making the rounds she got a backpack she's constantly writing she can yeah. never her hand because she's got to go write this thing she got to do that I was like that girl straight up fucking hustles and so yeah. when I was casting it I said Whitney this is based on you it's written about you and I'd love for you to do it and she agreed to do it I'm, I'm glad she did I hope she's proud of it but uh I hope more people think about that than the aesthetics of, like, but why can't it be this? Why can't it be? It's like, well, those why are can't, just, then have yeah. her write it.
2: Yeah. I yeah. Know. This is my. It's not story. about that. It's about what it's about,
1: you know? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It, 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 it's something where you don't want to put something in there just to make it. Just to
1: do it. Yeah. Think, it has to, people have people to have People to see right a through that and go, oh, fuck. Like when you're driving down Sunset, you see a billboard and you see the black guy, and then you got the Hispanic, then you got the Mexican. It's like, uh, guys. You don't have to force feed diversity. If it happens, it happens. Mm -hmm. But don't.
2: Also, we've got We've got. I mean, there's also so much shit now, and so so much much to to content to uh, absorb and consume. Yeah, there. I feel like. We've, we got, we got it. The the diversity, it's, it's, <laughs> it's diverse. It like happened. what How yeah. much more diverse? People are like, we need to diverse, diversify the diversity. Like, <laughs> yeah. like go even further. Like where's the half black, half white guy starring in a half yeah. Asian, half Jewish guy movie. It's like, dude, <laughs> slow down.
0: Like, All right. <laughs> we're, 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 we're going to do a story about Wilt Chamberlain. Can Wilt Chamberlain be played by a transgender person? No. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? Because that like, wasn't the story. But we no, need
1: that. We need diversity. No, Scarlett Johansson yeah. got all that shit for yeah. like playing. Ghost in the Shell, yeah. and then she was gonna play like this transgender per- Yeah, It's like, and then you got everybody going, but why can't a transgender person play? It's like, okay, well then find the first Find me this Scarlett Johansson transgender. That, that is a draw that makes the financiers say, I will invest yeah. in your film because I right. know that this person will absolutely give me an international payback. Find me that person and I'll do it, but until then, then maybe you guys fucking crowdfund your own thing. Yes, dude. But stop stop bitching about it. We're a business. Yeah,
0: exactly. And and there's. It, it, it's very easy to say that and it's very easy to be on the outside telling people how to make their movie to tell sports teams how to run their franchises sure, to yeah. which uh, Lord knows I do way too often but <laughs> yeah. Uh, we all do. <laughs> yeah we all do and and we're probably wrong for doing that too we don't we we don't know the X's and O's of why this
2: guy or this girl can or sure. shouldn't be in, the, do in you th- this position. I want to speak to that point do you feel like the way that we sometimes are like we could run that team better if we got a chance to be in the boardroom with these owners do you think you would just like you know push back and be like oh no, just kidding guys this is actually I love thanks for being here man. this is what a cool room I didn't think it would be this big and you got such nice coffee and the, to the same extent <laughs> do you think that people who complain about like you know Scarlett shouldn't play that movie because she's not a true transgender do you think if they got into the room with the movie people they would be like you know I was just angry that day I don't know like, like I'm, I'm always curious how much people would go uh, to, as far to like back up their fucking their Yelps to the world, you know? I think
1: that all these people, like all these new movie fan sites, these Mm -hmm. nerd geek culture things that are disseminating, like you have all the right in the world to have an opinion on a film, of course, or what what strikes your fancy or not. But the minute you're saying George Lucas ruined my childhood, it's like, (laughs) well then fucker, you put pen to paper and you fucking put something together. Stop fucking, but you know how hard it is even to just have the discipline to sit down and just write something? Yeah. But then for it to be, Good enough for somebody to say, "Let's put a few million dollars behind this." It, it takes a lot of fucking effort and work. Yeah,
0: it, it, there's there's a lot of comfort in people being just at their keyboards, where no no one's gonna come to them. No one's gonna come after sure. Starfish six, six Nine Six Nine and be like, "Okay, where, <laughs> where's your movie?" Yeah, you know. And uh, yeah, it it, it, it just kind of reminds me. Um, uh, my brother-in-law hates Eli Manning more than anything. Hates him. Number one person he would like to punch in the face in this world would not be any sort of warlord or racist. It would be Eli Manning. Okay. So we're we're at this golf course and one time in the table next to us, (laughs) Eli Manning sits down and I just look at him and go, all right, dude. Here you go. Yeah. He's right fucking there. Yeah. He's right there. He, go he, for it. he quote unquote ruined the San Diego Chargers when when he went to the Giants. Go yeah. talk to him. He goes, oh, No, I can't do it. I'm like, fucking do it. Yeah. And then the, so then I make fun of him. The next day, uh, we walk up to the first tee. Who walks right behind us to tee off next?
1: Eli Manning! And I'm like, it. number two, boy! Yeah.
0: <laughs> Go do it! Didn't do it. Didn't do it. And no. that's what I think all these people would do if they were actually in those situations. In the moment, yeah. If they actually made the movie, if they actually ran the team, if they actually put together the lineup of the comedy store every night, yeah. uh, and they and they were told, like, all right, well, well, if I would do it, I would do it this way. No, you wouldn't. No, you yeah, wouldn't.
1: It's, or you uh, would, you'd fail. It it's you? kind of, like, heartbreaking sometimes with social media even, like, you know, I, I think I'm at a point where I'm ninety five percent numb to mm-hmm. like seeing bad shit about it's like it's fine, it happens to everybody, right? Sure. But like even t- like today I'm you know, I'm doing this benefit at, at the um at the improv tonight, dude, right? we get it. You give back. All right, so, keep going. <laughs>
2: <laughs> we get it. You just did the Folds of Honor show with me and Corolla. We
0: get
1: it. I still wear my hat. Yeah, it's good. Um, it's a good hat, but, yeah. but we go... I use the bag. I, I'm reading like this thing on Twitter, and it's just like, look at this list of has And I'm like, dude... why like why would you like it's a benefit like what the fuck and you want to respond but it's like why even respond it's like why would you put that out there
0: so the aforementioned folds of honor show uh that we did at the irvine improv it was me you corolla heather mcdonald tone bell uh great lineup and uh i i i posted about it and so and someone wrote i'm not gonna go see a bunch of Trump haters perform on stage. I'm going to support my president because he supports the troops. And I'm like, the charity is folds
1: of honor. <laughs> it
0: literally supports Assault. the troops. Yeah. It literally does that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> the fuck? Like a man. And I, and I never respond to Facebook. Like, I never...
1: That one got me. Yeah. It's like, you want to support... <laughs>
0: this literally gives money to yeah.
1: soldiers yeah what's wrong uh, with you? every now and then i want to but i don't and i don't remember well, <laughs> are you
2: saying a trump support uh trump supporter wasn't uh, logical with their thinking brad
1: <laughs> i mean that one <laughs> i think it's gotten so out of hand these last few weeks where but last few years with with the left and the right i don't know how invested you are emotionally in politics but I've, I've withdrawn myself. I cut my cable cord. I've become like apolitical and I was mm-hmm. watching this frontline documentary on PBS and I, I don't know if you guys have heard about this or whatever, but during that last election mm-hmm. when the Russians were hacking our, you know, everything yeah. on Facebook, when I, I just thought when they created a Black Lives Matter on one side of the street and then a, a Blue Lives Matter on the other side of the street mm-hmm. and then all these citizens show up to show how passionate they are about each cause, but what they didn't realize is that the Russians created that form for the left and for the right and created that time and the street and everybody fell for it and everybody fell for it. And I I just thought that's why this is divisive because everybody's falling for it. Everybody watches CNN and goes, yeah, that's right. Or everybody watches Fox News and goes, yeah, that's right. And they fall for these traps and get emotionally invested on their side or this side. And it's just like, if you're angry at Trump, if you're angry at Obama, you're part of the problem because mm-hmm. you fucking fell for it they're trying to divide us and you've got to see above it and so for me as a comic i'm trying to like you know not partake in those things but also sure w- try to bridge the gap collectively where yeah. like you can just laugh.
0: Yeah. I, I, I try not to do anything where I can be, like, I, I try to just go on stage and be like, hey, whatever side you're on, cool, yeah. come here, escape, laugh. Now there's absolutely places for comedians to go and use that as their form and yeah. put in Put if you want to be Bill Maher, be Bill Maher, yeah. for yeah. sure.
1: And you want to be Sarah, Sarah Silverman, you want to be Owen, be Owen. But yeah. I just think then you're also part of the problem, though. Yeah. <laughs> I had
2: something happen at the Pittsburgh Improv, which, by the way, new favorite club. Uh, and they just redid it in November. So yeah, it's like, it's pretty, pretty great. Cool, nice. And... Um, Second show, uh, a guy front row. I have the clip. I'll probably end up doing something with it. Kid up front, and I uh, when I have this bit about talking about what I want to do as a kid and my real dream was being the NBA and all this. And so it's an, it's a good opportunity to do some organic crowd work about like, oh, what, what do you do now? And what was your kid dream? That sure. thing when you were delusional as a kid when you were like, I, you put your heart and your mind to it, you can do anything. Then you grow mm-hmm. up, and become an adult, and you realize we all have limitations. It's time to quit and reassess, you know. And I go, so what was that on the playground dream? And uh, and they said it, and then I go, oh, what do you do now? And he goes, oh, I work at Sylvan Learning Center. And I go, oh, cool. And I'm going to paraphrase the uh, the dialogue, but I go, I go, is it pretty uh, fun Do the kids? Um, like, do all the kids? What kind of kids are are there that uh, need help? He goes, well, uh, you know, all kinds. He goes, the, and then he just says, oh, in no. a, yeah, oh, he no. goes. And oh, this no. kid, by the way,
1: oh, already oh, looked no. kind of <laughs> uncomfortable. <laughs> Let me already. get a fork and knife. This is going to be yummy. <laughs> he already looked
2: uncomfortable, kind <laughs> oh, of talking. So I'm trying to already just kind of read the room as far <laughs> as how much. How and his, his his polo. Up. I even said, what's your polo saying? And he's like, oh, it's this. And I go, oh, he's a golf polo. And he goes, you like the golf? He goes, yeah. And And then cool, and his his wife was already kind of looking down, and the mother-in-law who just looked like she was gonna be the worst version of herself, and she was. And um and so this guy I go uh, and so the kids all uh, do a, need a lot of help. He goes, yeah. He goes, not really the white ones because they're fine. <laughs> By the way, again I'm paraphrasing, <laughs> but it was <laughs> <laughs> yeah dude, tonight on Sports Center, on racist Sports Center. Uh, so he says that, and I I literally just was like, yep. Like when he said that, and then literally there was a black couple right to their left. Yeah. A oh. woman stands up and goes, I'm out. Stood oh. up and walked out, and the oh. guy comes up and he looks at me. And he goes, I mean, what am I supposed to do, man? And I was like, oh. and now I'm just like immediately like uh, uh, sit down, but also uh, and then every and then all the chatter, the room chatter, just starts going off, and I go, uh, I go, no hold on a second, I go, I go now, um, now I think I want to give you a chance to explain what <laughs> you um, phew, wow that was fucked up, and everybody started laughing, and then I just go, but then it was real weird, and I go, I go, what did you? <laughs> mean but and then he even started to just get real white in the face of like and he, and he even said after he which said, of course every, he liked that he was getting white in the yeah. face he's like cool I'm getting better as a human being now hilarious <laughs> <laughs> it got real where were you when I needed you he goes uh, he goes uh, he started to get real uncomfortable so now and I'm, I always oh my put my God. crowd work like to the you know highest of my intelligence and, and, and play the moment real because sure. it just has worked for me and so I tried to give him benefit of the doubt and I could see how uncomfortable he got and I was like maybe he got a little you know and, and, and but the audience and it was also like you know, it, he. Everyone could hear like what he said. So there was nobody like wait what to where I could be like okay. <laughs> oh, he on. said the, the bike. Bike. <laughs> Like why, And then, he, but as soon as he said it, everyone went oh, oh. He, goes, he goes he goes no no. I, I mean, what I mean by it? and then it was over at that point. And then I go well, let me give you a chance to explain. I go because I could tell that maybe you know you got thrown off. You weren't expecting to have some uh, comic conversation tonight, and you did, and maybe you just weren't. And then I go. And then I go. So can I give you a chance to explain? And then he just goes, no. He goes, why don't you just do some jokes? Because the crowd work part is this isn't very funny. And I go, of course it's not funny, man. I go, you just said some white supremacist Nazi shit. I go, and of course I'm gonna have to take a beat to recover from the fucking Nazi propaganda you just spit out. But you
1: are being a good guy. Yeah. But and then I go, I go, I go. With that being said, dude,
2: I go, can you? Because I kept trying to be like, dude, maybe you just had a moment of weakness. Are we in
1: China yet? Yeah. And I go, I go, I go. Dude, I,
2: digging. I go, maybe you're not such a bad guy. And then he kinda yeah. just and then it was weird and people were kinda yelling shit and I go, I mean, you did this couple did just get up and leave. I feel like that's probably not means something about who you are. Yeah. And then the mother in law goes, He's a good person. I go, I bet he is. I feel like, you know, maybe he does treat you know the other kids the same, and yeah. then he just say, and I go, but let me give you a chance, dude, to try to explain. And then he just goes, you know what? I don't, I don't, I don't need this. And then he just stands up. I go, all right, well, true colors, dude. You are a piece of shit. I go, get the fuck out. <laughs> and then him and this girl stands up, and he's on his way out. And then I just yeah. go, it su- sucks you had to leave. I go, but maybe don't, you know? I go, I go, I- and I like how you're trying to make me feel bad. I go, yeah. but you're the one that said the fucked you up shit. shit. Yeah. I go, and uh, guess what? He goes, he goes, Hey, this crowd work part's not even working. And and then he goes, I goes, do jokes. I go, I did jokes for the first twenty minutes. You're the one that fucked this shit up. And then when he walks out and then we uh and so people were clapping and then it was weird for a minute yeah and i've done this one other time where to i need to where i kicked out a drunk uh birthday party in sacramento and i needed to get the room back immediately and i was like well i go sometimes that happens i go so it's like going to denny's sometimes you you know you you don't get what you ordered for you wanted a moons over my hammy instead <laughs> you get hash browns with pubes on them right and then uh and then i goes who wants a shot at tequila everybody goes fucking nuts the whole uh, about everybody a shot oh and, jesus um, that's no. and how much so, was that bill it was there. And so uh, <laughs> the club, I thought of doing the, it, but the, I'm like, no, the club, they, they, they helped yeah. me out. And okay, so, yeah. Good. That's and good. so, got the whole room back. And then I started talking to an elderly. couple. You obviously couple. did this Thursday, not Saturday, right? This was Friday early show.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. a weekend! That's a that's and it was pretty full. Really nice, and it was pretty full. Taking care of the people. Yeah, and bring so, a t-shirt cannon yeah. next time. It'll this, be cheaper. But so and the show
2: and the show got back on course. And Greg it was still another hour. Yeah, but there was a great moment where I started talking to an elderly couple in the corner, and they were real fun and given the way all my crowd work usually goes. Real fun. There's a good back and forth. I can go back to them two or three times throughout the set. And at one point, we're having fun. A really fun interaction, and the woman, and, and talking. They've been married 47 years, and started getting after the real personal stuff into their sex life. And at one point, I was like, I was like, God, you guys are being. I go, thank you for being so cool. Whenever people are clapping for them because they're just being so fun. And then at one point, I looked down to the table that was because they were sitting front row. Sure. And I go, you see how fun crowd work? Can be? Oh, fuck. Well, so anyway, you know, <laughs> I was like, oh God, I go, I wish I could have been here to see this and see how this was it's supposed how, to go down.
0: All you have to do is answer some questions,
2: not say racist shit. That's what I said. I go, here's gone. how easy it is to be an audience member. You get talked to. You either don't don't say anything or you laugh and you don't or you don't
1: say something racist and yeah. fucked up. Um, but anyway. <laughs> the Sacramento was the was the site of the greatest accomplishment I've ever had in stand up comedy. What's I that? don't know if you guys Please know do. this, but the greatest thing that's ever happened is a stand up. And I've never heard of it happening. Okay. I've not heard of it happening since. Okay. Maybe you have, but I was in Sacramento and I was on stage and I was on a run. I was on a fucking hot run. No, I was just like, anything I'm saying right now is just working. It's one yeah. of those moments it just gels, right? Mm-hmm. Killing. And I look down, I see like this guy, and he's laughing. And then I, see, I look over and I see like security coming over. And then I just see him, this guy, get up and run out, right? So I was like, oh, that's kind of weird. And I finished my act. And Colin Jost, who mm. was featuring for me at the time. Wow definitely not featuring for me anymore (laughs) he comes over he goes now now he's banging the aforementioned Scarlett Johansson yeah (laughs) but which version the transgender version no yeah (laughs) he goes goes, hey you gotta come here I gotta take a picture I go Mm. okay yeah I go out to the hallway and there's a piece of shit in the hallway he goes you made that guy laugh so hard he shit his pants so I took a picture next to this piece of shit (laughs) and he framed it and sent me a picture on this date, sacramento punchline, Steve Byrne made a man shit his pants. And what happened was it was the Saturday eight o'clock show and he shit his pants and he ran past the crowd for the, for the line, for the next show, and they saw these shit nuggets falling out. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck? How good is this show? <laughs> you know? Dude, I, I'm wearing shorts and I, I'm free balling it tonight. We, honey, we gotta go back and change. <laughs> but I did it again in Canada at the um, at the uh, Yuck Yucks in Calgary. Simone was with me, and I, I, a guy shit his pants there. So I, I'm domestic and international, <laughs> boys. <laughs> That's me. Dude, wow.
2: that is... I think that's just you, my friend. If uh, I bring you up at the store again, that is how I'm bringing you to the stage. Intro, yeah. This guy's made two people shit themselves. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's unbelievable. Well, yeah, well, um, well,
0: well, well cause that's what a lot of people say to us after the show is, oh, I laughed so hard I almost pissed myself. And I always say, like, Ah, next time I'll get you. You fucking got him.
1: Well, in Columbus... <laughs> oh, how? Go ahead. In Columbus, I was performing. And a oh, guy for uh, Dave Stroop. Yeah, 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 for Dave
0: Stroop who loves, (laughs) just love, best. Best guy. And Best guy ever. Dave, <laughs> I will for
2: the second time tell you that I'm available this fall. I think I have two weekends in October open, looking to fill them, looking to stroop them up. Stroop them up. Stroop, stroop, stroop yeah. them up.
0: Starting, um, starting this fall, Dave Stroop in his brand new sitcom, Stroop Him Up. <laughs> and it's just
2: Adam's the Wacky Neighbor. Can yeah, I come in? Yeah, yeah. Hey. No, Adam. Yeah. Come on. I just need two stroops of raisins for my <laughs> Raisinless brand cereal. I don't know. We'll work on the jokes. But yeah.
1: Two stroops of raisins? Yeah, I don't know. So he, uh, Somebody, I, I, I go out in the lobby and there's a cop mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. I go, well, what's going on? What happened? They're like, oh, we had to kick somebody out of, the, out of, out of here. I'm like, I didn't see anybody get kicked out. You're like, no, in the, in the club. Mm. I guess there was a couple in the club, and then they went into the men's bathroom, and I, <laughs> yeah, and a guy was getting a blumpkin. Um. Not wow. what I
2: thought you were gonna say. <laughs> yeah. I, I, hate I thought you were gonna say a, a blowjob or a pumpkin, I but hate. not both together. <laughs> I hate that I know what that is. No, yeah. I love that you I would hate that you didn't know what that is.
1: And it was so like explain, it, it, two it, it, people it, it, shit their pants yeah. and a blumpkin with an asterisk. Because that was that was not during the show. That was a explain,
2: explain it to our listeners who may not be a as guy's taking a shit and getting a blowjob at the same time. It's <laughs> pretty easy which, if you just <laughs> put the word together. If you're playing Pictionary, you're it's like two lines get drawn and you know what it is.
1: Yeah. That's crazy. crazy. Crazy! Wow, during your show, during my show, yeah, during the show, I came out and saw that, and it was like that's that's pretty cool. By the way, how hard do you have to laugh to shit your pants? I don't know. Well, the thing is, I had see Steve Burn and find out.
2: Yeah, (laughs) I've seen him.
1: I had a part about about like crop dusting and farting, so it was very apt. I think I must have. uh...
2: You also got to be somewhat on the poop train, right, for that you you got to get to your your final destination to be like it's coming out in my pants. You know what I'm saying? Because like. I, I'm thinking about the times I've laughed. Yeah, it's like pee is always at the the forefront yeah. of the uh, releasing. Uh, you know, if you're, you know, if there's a show and and like, you know, who's
1: going to get released first
2: from laughing too hard? You know, poop <laughs> is usually.
1: Well, I ran into somebody at the comedy store, and they're like, they're like, yeah, I was at that show at Sac- Sacramento. I was like, oh, what show? They're like, the show we made a shit his pants. That's amazing. And dude. They're like, they're like, we'll always come see you. I'm like, well, thank you. Yeah, kind of cool, <laughs> you know. Some people want to see a movie Is it come. It's like, hey, you made that guy shit his pants. Uh, you
2: truly are That's one wild. of the best. And I, I love like, you, boys. Thank you guys so much. I saw you probably not even a month ago at the store in the main room. And dude, I think I tagged in a, in a video that I took without sound of, of a, a moment you were having, or maybe with crowd work. But dude. I mean in a 15 minute set you
1: crushed so hard dude oh well thank you yeah but that's I, that, that's the thing about the store and you guys know it's like oh fuck you, you see the lineup you're like oh Christ all gotta right, bring bro. it yeah you're yeah. like, and yeah, it's I, was like, like
0: it, I was gonna try some
1: new shit
2: <laughs> I don't know man you're uh, you're uh, consistently delivering at a high level always and it's well, not same
1: a, I mean we're all in the, we're all running the same circle yeah so. I mean yeah. Yeah. so we're all giving each other blumpkins right now all Blumpkins, let's go. Yeah, we all work Stroop's yeah. clubs. I love it. That's, yeah. how we end this, that's how we end the podcast, right? Follow me down
0: to the... Well, Steve really... FaceTime uh, Stroop and... Yeah. Hey. Really going to great
2: lengths to promote yeah. his movies. Welcome, <laughs> wait, welcome
0: to Blumpkin Podcast. Yeah. We know how it ends.
2: Uh, so, okay, Amazing Jonathan on, on YouTube. Uh, yeah. All Things Comedy YouTube page, right?
1: Yeah, you just go to YouTube, type in Always Amazing. It's there, it's free. And it's the great fantastic. thing is that Jonathan is reading the comments and oh, he's hit me up and... I know that he's reading them when he's in bed and he's wow. very just kind of over the moon so he's really that's so sweet it. man yeah
2: and um uh the opening act the opening act where, where that'll come out early
1: 2020 at some okay. point and then i think we're all doing comedy jam together yeah the 20th which yeah. i'm looking forward to i'm getting an uber because oh, last time are we, we, gonna did, go hard that night? we went to Rock and Riley's yeah. afterwards and mm. had a bit of a bender, that was great. We should that,
2: we should that night too. That's because this is like also the five year anniversary. I think of yeah. the jam. And we got it. We
1: got to blow
0: it out. And yeah. all and all, we're saying is when you go see Steve Byrne live when he comes to your town, maybe <laughs> wear some Depends.
1: That's right. Yeah, get prepared. <laughs> and Steve
2: Byrne live on all socials. Yeah,
1: everything social. yes Steve Byrne live. But uh, I, I honestly, I thank you guys so much oh, for having yeah. me, and I love hanging out with you guys. This you is guys, the best two fellas I see when I see in the clubs. I'm like, it, you make me happy. So
2: likewise, dude. And for us in the opening act, we um, yeah. <laughs> we, uh, we. hear a conversation. Are there. Our yeah. names Send are there. Stroop a text and tell them that I'm in the opening act. <laughs> yes, yes, I remember. And they'll really be are. like, oh, what part does he play? <laughs> himself. <laughs> oh, shit. What does he say? Uh, I guess you're probably not going to book him on yet
1: <laughs> He's just a poster <laughs> on Do the Stroop's wall Two strips are raising. Get out everybody.
2: So. <laughs> i'm tony Danza. thanks for listening to the about last night podcast good night that's it right you got it sweet boy it smells good in that booth by the way what kind of candle is that hanukkah willow <laughs> nice
1: man what's up dog this is your pal bugs bunny say uh, i got a question for you Do you know who has the head of Elmer Fudd and the body of Foghorn Leghorn? Why, that's Adam Ray and Brad Williams. Ain't I a stinker?
0: Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a
2: thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends.